0: Great, so if we all just look over here for one moment, we can't actually go inside the ruins today, um, just because it's not safe. So remember I only said that they were found in about the 1970s? Well, they're still trying to make it safe to go in, and the archaeological digs are still ongoing. It is also particularly fascinating here at Calakmo, because it is the oldest and the largest Mayan settlement. So it predates Chitsunitsu and it is much larger. And it might be because of this that we have the first ever pictures of daily Mayan life. So it's not just royalty, it's not just religion, it's things like daily life, so cooking and drinking and eating. Um, a quick note as well, don't ask me why I have to say this, but if the monkeys throw anything at you, we'll just walk past. Um, we won't like sort of huddle on the floor like like this, <laughs> okay? I'm guessing that's happened. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Hello, I'm Jack Baddams. And I'm Roddy Shaw. And if you're looking for a nature podcast that's recorded really remotely,
2: then we are The Natural Selection.
1: This is how many geese.
2: On a mission to Mexico.
0: So right now we are in front of the Homagero Ruins.
1: This is the most jungle book place I've ever been, ever. As you walk through the transects, you can picture that spotted coat just melting through the trees. What's the lighting situation in the underworld? I think the ambience is generally dark.
0: And they would take them up to the very top of this temple and pull out their beating heart.
2: So now that we've opened with that, could you tell us who you are and why you're here?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I'm Holly. Um, I'm working for Operation Wallacea this summer. And my main role is to lecture all our fantastic students. Um, so both our high school and university students. And um, I go out on surveys. I help with the data collection. Um, really, all parts of our
1: And you were the person who uh, took us around Kalakmul yes around the ruins
0: yes absolutely
1: so can you just tell us a bit about you and how you ended up here
0: yes um so I I love biology research and education and um, those are my my two passions and um, so I did and um, so I've done studies I did undergraduate in zoology then went into more ecology and conservation and um, and then I was working as a marine biologist in Sydney the past year mm. and I've always wanted to come to the jungle and live. Yeah. So I had quite a, quite a large research background. I'd also taught in universities and things, so I knew I loved the teaching aspect. And I thought, I would love to see who who else wants to come to the forest for two months in the middle of nowhere absolutely remote yeah um
1: who yeah for
0: your pure, pure curiosity and <laughs> yeah. um, i just thought what what an experience
1: it's an amazing mix of people isn't it that come to yes. things like this like you know they're, they're doing all sorts of things they've all got their own specialities they've all got their own yep. roles but they're all you know, me and Roddy have said this before, we've done these things before, and the thing that stays with you, more so than the place and the wildlife that you're seeing, Mm -hmm. it's the people.
2: However, nothing we've been to before has had a Mayan ruin (laughs) right next to it. So That is true. Some of these people might be on the chopping block, because that is staying in my head forever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah. But I'm going to say, there are very few podcasts that have been recorded in a cooler place than... In the middle of the Mexican jungle In front of a Mayan ruin With the sun setting on it And thank you very much For taking us around Calakmul Yeah, I mean it was Extraordinary Yeah Like, no doubt about it One of the most incredible things I've ever seen Yeah It was just phenomenal It was bonkers Yeah, like you go there every week Yeah, And take a new group of students around.
0: Yes, I do. And I go up to the top of the ruins (laughs) every week. Um, Every week, I think I'll take it easy. But every time you see it, you just can't not go up to the top.
1: And the view from the top of those ruins is just extraordinary. It's just green as far as you can see. Yeah. Yeah. So could
2: you just very quickly just mention the three different pyramids?
0: Yes. um, So we started off with the Sun Pyramid. Um, and this is where for example there may have been some sacrifices mm. um where the beating hearts got taken out of for example um, noblemen or warriors any person they thought might please the gods who the gods were made out of blood so blood might please them um, or just a little bit of blood could be let out to help in everyday life situations like trying to conceive yeah, um, Roddy, do yeah. You,
1: do you want to do you want to share with Holly the fact that you uh said to me that you read from the guidebook? Yes. So my guidebook said that the
2: Mayan kings Yes. and I'm pretty sure this was specifically at Calakmul, but um but the Mayan kings in letting out their blood mm-hmm. to commune with the gods would let it from either their tongue or their penis. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I haven't read that guidebook. <laughs> um but I <laughs> I would be fascinated to know more about that.
2: that I'm going to um, be honest, that's as far as my knowledge goes.
0: Yes. I'd heard about letting out from the tongue. Mm. But, um, well, the, the penis, is. A, I've not heard that one yet. But.
1: I, yeah, I wonder what specific reason is needed. I don't know what the gods wanted there. No. Yeah. <laughs> but they're bl- v- very bloodthirsty by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, a little bit. I, I think not quite as much as other groups at that time. Mm. But, Looking at you yeah. Aztecs. Yeah, that yes. you're saying shade <laughs> yes. at the
1: Aztecs over there.
0: <laughs> As.
2: Went off the path, grabbed some ambiance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ambiance recorded. Right. Tick. Ambiance. Three seconds of ambiance.
2: Oh, you want more ambiance?
1: I want more ambiance.
2: Ambience day. That's the good shit. People are going to listen to this and say, wow, that's ambient.
1: <laughs> I'm there, yeah. i in the jungle with spider monkeys throwing shit at me.
2: We're yet to capture that ambience. Yeah. Rest assured listener, no, we will, if it happens. <laughs> Do you think you'd like to be a Mayan?
1: I think I'd like to be a Mayan. At
2: this stage of the tour, at knowing this... nothing about them, other um, than whatever your baseline so Mayan my, my level baseline,
1: is. my baseline is, there's a lot of sacrifices going on. Okay. So I'm going say no. But are you being sacrificed? Or are you well, that's doing the a... thing. I need to learn more about who was being sacrificed <laughs> to understand. And whether I was at risk of being a sacrificee. I do like their uh, nature vibes. Yeah. Strong animal, you know. Yep.
2: Jaguar gods.
1: Jaguar gods, uh, Quetzalcoatlers, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, wanna learn more about the sacrifices and their insane death ball games. I believe they played.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so this was the temple of the sun god here behind us. Back in the day, on this rock, the Salterra, we would have a big serpent. And that would symbolize that it was from the mines of Mul. These then standing stones would also depict what the temple was, which is quite handy now for archeologists because that's how we know this was the temple of the sun god. And this is where we would have the occasional sacrifice. So the Mayans believed that all their gods were made of blood. So to please the gods, you would shed blood. Now, they weren't quite as sacrifice happy as some other groups. So, for example, if a couple were struggling to conceive, they might climb to the top of the temple and let out a little bit of blood, a few drops. However, the sun god needs pleasing, particularly in the big droughts. And then they would select someone of great value. They assumed a peasant would displease the gods. So what they would look for is perhaps a nobleman or a warrior. And then for a few days, they would give them this honeymead to make them a little bit tipsy, a little bit out of it. And they would take them up to the very top of this temple and pull out their beating heart. Very important that the heart was still beating. And that is how they would attempt to please their sun god. It was considered a great honor So for example, in the Mayans great ball games that they used to play with each other um, and neighbouring cities, they would go on their elbows and knees and try and do, it's almost like a game of football with a big ball of gum. And the winning team would be sacrificed. So yes, exactly, exactly. So it was a huge honour. And we know that these sacrifices were of nobility or they were warriors because the warriors used to file down their teeth into triangles, and the nobility, it was the height of fashion. I mean, fashion always changes, doesn't it? To have a very cone-shaped head and cross-eyed. So for the babies, they would dangle a coin in front of them to try and make them cross-eyed in their cots, and they would also put their head in a vise before the bone set to try and have that lovely sort of elongated cone head. So, yeah, so that's how we know the sacrifices uh, were of high worth. And I think um, I have a couple more stories to tell, but I think we should get up these as quick as possible because the sun's coming out. Yeah. So I'll tell you about the God of Lightning after. Um, so when you go up, it's just straight up, straight down. Take your time, there's no rush. Um, and from the top, you can see the other two biggest ruins and that is how do you remember how i said earlier in the week you had the light aircraft flying over looking for those trees to make the chewing gum and then they spotted the two adjacent towers which is what Kalikmul means two adjacent towers so you'll you'll really get a feel for that when you get to the top of this one
1: um, before we climb the pyramid can you just dissect some of the things we just heard yeah um, Mainly all of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the height of fashion, having a cone head and cross eyes.
2: Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's a hard look.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's strong, yeah. isn't it? Right. So we're now about to climb.
2: I'm going to say this Pyramid. is six stories tall. Yeah, yeah, it,
1: it's awesome, really, isn't it? yeah it's very indiana jones like the place where we are is just full of trees and these great stone structures just sat within the jungle and we're about to go up one and maybe let some blood and try and curry favor with the gods the, the goose god the goose god oh come on <laughs> let's go let some blood to the great god of goose off it. That's not bad, is it? That's pretty sick. I mean, that's the view. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a minute. This is why we don't do. So don't do recordings in the field.
2: Who would be so insane?
0: Great guys, I'm just going to tell you the story up here because it's so much cooler yeah. than down there. Okay, so over there, um, was built about this ruin was built about 250 AD, and it we think it contains 18 separate tombs of the Jaguar kings. So even though the embolism, the embolism, uh, for The Mayans here was a serpent. The Jaguar kings um, had sort of the Jaguar signs outside. And there were 18 kings in total. Typically, um, royalty was hereditary, and there was no way of getting into that royal family unless, of course, you married in or were born into it. And just, um, and guys, it's also good to take a moment to just think about the structure we're standing on. Does anyone know what these rocks are? Blackstone. Yeah, I'm stone perfect. The Utican Peninsula was a huge coral reef and that sort of fossilised into the stones we can see here. And then what's in our cement? Cement? Chewing gum. Chewing gum, yes! <laughs> yes, it's still sold actually today as some a sort of organic chewing gum um, up in the States, I think. But yeah, our chewing gum coral structure. Do you see the trees just randomly sticking out the ruins? they are Fika trees and they are only associated with a lot of water underneath these ruins are reservoirs of water which is allowing our fika trees to survive on the ruins so again pretty cool all right whenever you're ready shall we get to our our king's tombs
2: So, when were the Mayans or Calakmul, or what era are we talking about?
0: Um, so, some of the temples were 250 AD. Yep. Um, our oldest one, so that was the third one we went to, which was the marketplace. Um, that one was actually, I think, 450 BC. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, so, so quite they, a long stretch a of time between them. There a huge stretch
0: of time and a huge range. Mayan um,
2: planning permission took a long time to go through. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: the mayan county council having to do those plans (laughs) yeah you can't put that guttering
2: on sorry
0: (laughs) yes and then the the third one um was the middle one we went to and that was the one containing all the king's tombs Mm. all the jaguar kings. yeah the jaguar kings
2: yeah it's a very very cool kingly title. Yeah. To be a jaguar yes. king. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, and it's interesting because their embolism was a serpent mm. they would have in front of all of their ruins but yet when it came to kings they wanted the jaguar.
1: So they said so the the emblem of the snake was like the emblem of their particular city was that the emblem yes, of Calic Mall yes. or their particular uh, from empire? What,
0: from what I understand it was their particular city. Yeah. Okay. Um But yes, maybe it did extend further, and I'm just not sure.
1: But the jaguar was the the one that you wanted to be when you were the king. Yes, yes. And they thought, am I right in thinking, you told us when we were out there, that they thought that when you died, you got merged with one of the animals of the forest? Absolutely,
0: yes, yes. So the idea is is when you died, you spent the sort of infinity traveling the underworld in a half-human, half-animal morph. Which is Which, where the mm-hmm. caving the, the cave markings came in. I can yes. hear
2: the gears turning in Jack's head and I know
1: the question yes. that's coming. Which animal would you want to be halved with when you die?
0: Hmm. And, roam t- and, <laughs> and
1: roam the underworld for eternity.
0: Roam the underworld. That is
1: a key part, yeah. Which what you're going for.
0: Yes. Well
2: And we'll open this up beyond just this forest. So if you want to be a hedgehog, you can be a hedgehog.
1: Not yourself out. Half hedgehog. All right. Just a hedge. <laughs> a hedge. You can choose the hedge or hog element of it.
0: Yes. Um, well, something I quite like looking around. I quite like observing. Uh, yeah. I so think, no
1: blind cavefish. No, no, no. I'm Good.
0: thinking more of um, a giraffe.
1: Oh. However,
0: if you got merged wrong, it could be a bit <laughs> awful. Um,
2: so talk us through. Is this how how are you picturing the merging? Yeah, which yeah. bit would you want of the giraffe yeah. and which bit of you?
0: I'd want the height. Yeah. So maybe a bit of my face, bit of giraffe face going on. Yeah. And then definitely the giraffe neck. Mm-hmm. But then at the body, this is where I get stuck because if you had two giraffe legs and two humid legs, it would be awful. Oh, that's true. That'd so this is where I'm, yeah, wondering if I should pick something closer to our
1: size. No, I think, I think giraffe's a good answer. I think you've explained it well. You know, this is mystical things we can play with the sizes of legs yes, i sure. yes, so yeah.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> about like a there? kind of
1: giraffe centaur so giraffe legs and body
0: mm.
2: and then your torso but then giraffe neck and then your head
0: yes mm, yes I see. although I, I would still have to drink water
2: yeah and you wouldn't be able to reach your mouth like no, you can brush your teeth no, but you'd you giraffe style it yeah but if you had human arms on giraffe centaur body and then giraffe yeah. neck on top of that oh, you'd well, never be able to brush your teeth yes
0: um, no, no, not not really. But maybe that's why you're in the underworld. It is um, permanent torment. Yeah. And half, half. Not
1: allowed to drink beer. You can hold it in your hand, but you, but can't, you can't bring drink it. it. You can look <laughs> down at it, <laughs> but you can't actually bring it to the mouth, and that's your yeah. torture for the underworld.
0: What would you guys be?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. See, when you said height, I thought, mm. well, if I was just half Jack, half Stalk, I don't think many people would be able to tell the difference. No, you'd th- stay at Jack Height. I, th- I think I'd probably just... No, yeah. I think I'd probably broadly look the same anyway. Yeah. Mm. I think, you know, my legs are pretty stork-like anyway. <laughs> I think yeah. there'd probably be minor actual change. Yes. I...
2: See, I what's the lighting situation in the underworld? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think the ambience is generally dark.
0: Yes, I think a dark sort of reddish glow. Ooh.
2: See, see, I'm thinking if I'm there for eternity... Long time. I actually might want to be part cave... Blind cave fish. Oh, here we go. Ooh. Because if it's not well lit and it's got low ceilings, sorry, or something Holly, we som- don't know, something that
1: can echolocate. Yeah. So half bat, probably. Half bat. Yeah. Bat. So you just find find your way around the underworld. Or what else can?
0: You wouldn't have to see all the horrific. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else can echolocate? Yeah. Dolphin. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay half just, beluga
1: just <laughs> swimming <laughs> around the underworld
2: yeah i'm going to the underworld as a half beluga yeah half me
0: <laughs> let's hope there's water <laughs> yeah when
1: you get down there and it's dry as a bone you will realize you fucked up <laughs> big time <Yeah.
2: laughs> maybe that maybe i get to choose the halfness okay. when i'm down there i see so i can just go down S. there and be human but beluga sonar right got you you got know you. Instead yeah. of just going all in on the fins <laughs> and then it just be in a parking lot in the dark.
1: Um, I wanted to ask what's your. When whoa, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, What are you in the
1: underworld? Well, I said so. I think. <laughs> you're not getting away. I'm going to be. What do I want? It's going to be a bird. Well. Yeah. Can I dig my way back out? Oh. What if I'm like mm. a mole? A mole rat? A mo- no, a mole. I want to oh. be. I want to be. I want to have some like. I want to have the velvety fur or something. Okay. But if I'm a creature that's really good at digging, mm. can I come back out of the underworld?
2: I'm going to turn to our resident Mayan expert. Did anyone ever escape the underworld? <laughs> Did anyone ever come back from the dead? Yes.
1: Really?
0: So, the god um, Chak was the god of thunder and lightning, mm-hmm. and. They, the Mayans thought that he would reside in very deep water bodies called cenotes, so very deep pools of water. And one day, in a particularly long drought, two boys from the village went to the cenotes, um, and they swam down trying to find Chak and ask him for rain. But instead of Chak, they swam too deep and found um, the lord of the underworld called Ahphu. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, like in every good story, Akpo said, I will give you rain if you can complete these challenges. Um, and so these two boys did.
1: Do we know what the challenges were?
0: We don't. Okay. We don't. It's all been a, a bit lost.
1: Yeah. Um, Not like Wordle or something like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly yes. challenging Sudoku puzzle.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, so they completed the challenges. Yes.
0: Can you lick your elbow? Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yes. Can you roll your tongue into the little curve thing? <laughs>
0: um,
1: so they completed yes. the challenges. They
0: completed the challenges and returned to the village, mm. and lo and behold, they got rain. Ah. Um,
1: so, so so they did go down to the underworld and return.
0: They did supposedly.
1: So I'm taking that as certification that if I'm half mole, yeah. I can come back. Yes. Maybe. However,
2: however, mm. they did swim out. So, half beluga's looking real good, and your mole is going to drown in a (laughs) sunodash.
1: Star nosed moles. You're aware of star nosed moles? I'm aware of them, yeah. Don't they swim underwater? And they can, like, I'm pretty sure that they swim underwater and they smell things by bubble sniffing. They hold a bubble in their nose, don't they? Exactly. They They hold the bubble, like, they, they. put out a bubble of air that sort of stays right on the nostril and then they can push that up against things that they want to smell so there we go i'm being half jack half star nose mole so no matter whether it's subterranean or subaquatic yep. i'm getting back from the underworld i'm half beluga <laughs> and
2: i'm gonna be honest holly giraffes not looking great oh,
1: well wow. <laughs> you can see out Unless of it I can put my head out <laughs>
2: yeah. oh that's just be long enough and never actually
1: yes, yes. leave the air i was just gonna ask if there's any like if you've got any particular favorite Mayan, like if there's any particular facts or stories that you like telling.
0: Yes, Yeah. Um, my absolute favorite one actually just goes on from the story we just told. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the story of the one King Jaguar who was not born into royalty. Right. So because of this tale of the two village boys going out finding the underworld and bringing rain yeah and um, what the mayans did is they ended up putting lots of warriors and just pushing them into the cenotus right Unlucky. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> to try it and then they would watch them at the top to make sure they swam down and didn't come back up and they never came back up so
1: this was them sacrificing the warriors yes
0: yes and we know that they were the warriors because they had their teeth filed into points that's
1: so cool um it yeah, so- no anesthetic then that's yeah, yeah, I mean it's cool now. That's rough, but yeah, but yeah, it's not. Um, yeah, it's not something I'd like to go through. Yeah. No,
0: no, um, and that's how we know we have all these skeletons often in the bottom of cenotes with the filed teeth. Wow! Except one day, one warrior came back, and I don't know how he managed to stay underwater for so long. Mm-hmm. Was it a bit of grass or something, a reed, or yeah,
2: probably half beluga?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe he did go to the underworld. Yeah. And um, and he came back and he said that Akpu the god of the underworld, wanted him to be king.
1: How convenient. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so the Mayans, not wanting any trouble with the gods, instantly crowned him king.
1: So he's the only uh, Jaguar king that we're aware of in Calakmul in that, that wasn't born into it.
0: Yes, yes.
1: He was bestowed upon it.
0: Yes, by... Um, yeah, by the God, by the of, the God of the Underworld. He just went Supposedly. for a dip. <laughs> just went for a yes. dip.
1: And, you know, imagine, I might do that. Just go for a swim in the sea, come back to work and be like, oh, you never guess who I met down the beach. <laughs> just, just God. Yeah. And he just said I should be like boss. Yeah. Was like, it's weird, isn't it? But we probably shouldn't <laughs> anger him. That is, a, that is a great story. That is very good.
2: But in terms of right here, right now, Holly, would you like to just give a mention of what we're in front of?
0: Yes, um, so right now we are in front of the Homogero ruins, Um, so we are looking at amazing carvings and the ruins are about probably 30 meters high would you guys say? Yeah, Yeah, at least. Um, We're not allowed to climb on them because they're quite fragile, they do look quite old, it's a very imposing structure
1: it's you said it when we got here it's it's beautifully jungle book isn't it yes. yeah it's yes. like collapsing yeah. in all
2: the right bits well because what's very different between this and Calakmul mall is that this one is covered in carvings yeah so above the door there's a mouth and you can make out the teeth and i can see a face another i don't know how to describe them just sort of swirly icons Um, But, the yeah, this is the most jungle book place I've ever been. Yeah. Ever.
1: Yeah. 100%.
0: Yes. If you saw King Louis jumping out, (laughs) you would not be surprised.
1: And it is just right in the middle of the forest, isn't it? Yeah. And I think think we should say, um, you know, people may be aware of Mayan architecture through things like Chichen Itza or whatever, but this whole area is littered with them, isn't it?
0: Yes. Like, they're yep. just
1: everywhere. You know, you may have heard of the famous ones, but, you know, we w- went to Calak Mall. We'd never heard of it before this. Yes. Nope. Um, and then, you know, we're sat in front of one now that we'd never heard of, and you can walk nope. through the forest, and you can just find, you know, piles of limestone that were, at one point, Mayan shenanigans yeah. just littering the forest. There's a lot of Mayan shenanigans. Yeah. But a lot. The the amount of, like, yeah, ruins around here is extraordinary. Yeah. yeah
0: and a lot of primates because of all the mayans like for example, for example our structure around here and um, the mayans love their fruit trees so they would plant huge orchards around the ruin sites and the remnants of those today uh, still feed all our spider monkeys and howler monkeys that is very cool
2: yeah it was described to us earlier as like a 700 year old orchard yeah so everything yeah. was planted, and now we're years down with the descendants of those trees. But they essentially engineered this bit of the forest to be covered
1: in fruit, we, we sh- which again goes to the yeah. um, Jungle Book 5s. Yeah, and we should say, on the walk here, yep, on the walk from camp to here, yep. we saw a load of howler monkeys. Monkeys. Yeah, just a little group of howler monkeys, and we just laid on the path and looked up at them for a little bit, and it was delightful.
2: Do you know any Mayan monkey... Stories?
0: Um, gosh, Mayan monkey stories. It's um, totally okay to say no. I don't. Cool. I don't. I'm sorry. I do not know Mayan monkey stories.
1: Can I tell you my favourite Mayan monkey Holly story? Yep. When we were going around Calic Mall and Holly said, if the spider monkey starts throwing stuff at you, just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... don't don't retaliate don't engage (laughs) just look ahead (laughs) just keep walking
0: don't adopt the fetal position (laughs) don't adopt the
1: fetal position just keep going yeah the spider monkeys regularly throw things at people
0: uh sometimes yes but they they live for that expression that so the more you react the more they just love it
1: Um, antagonistic monkeys yes bastards
0: Because what you have is the the females tend to just have a quieter life by the fruit trees Mm. and when the males get a bit bored and they form these sort of almost like naughty teenage gangs um, and rampage around the forest and you know if they see an opportunity to throw things at a unsuspecting (laughs) group they will take it. We've all
1: been through the phase where we throw our own (laughs) shit at an international group of school students. (laughs) You know, mine was about, I think, 13 to 15 Yeah But it comes to everyone differently
2: Yeah, mine was last year (laughs) (laughs) And before the sun sets fully on both us and this conversation that was ridiculously cheesy. What, what a was, segue? That though. was. But I'm sticking <laughs> with it. What segue. Roll with it. I'm keeping yeah. it in. We do have one final question
1: to ask you. Okay. It's a big one. It's a big one. Right. It's maybe the biggest one so far. Maybe the biggest one you've ever been asked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're not going to ask you to marry us. I just okay. <laughs> yes. that, that, that could sound a little bit, you know, a little bit tense.
0: <laughs> the mind ruined <laughs> setting, the sunset. It was the sunset. It
1: just got, it went to our yes. heads. Yeah.
2: We're looking for a third goose. <laughs> it is. Yes. Holly. What's the biggest animal you could take in a fight? 1v1. Bare hands.
0: Okay, I don't want to overstretch here. I was instantly going to like tigers and jaguars. and I, I think we're gonna, we're gonna bring it down a bit. We're gonna bring it down um, a notch. Well, again, I, they're quite popular, but I reckon a tapir because tapirs, you know, they're, yeah. they're big, chunky beasts. They're quite but large.
1: You, uh, think you, could, you think you could subdue a tapir?
0: Oh, I think I could because, for example, the only way they can mate is in the Please water. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. We said fight, whoa, 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 Holly. Whoa, whoa. It was very clear whoa, 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 whoa. So you had to fight. Okay, thanks everyone. Meant, thanks for like, tuning in. Gonna... That was Holly. Bye. We'll speak to you next okay. week.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, okay, so, okay, how I would fight the tapir. Okay, okay. It I, in the I'm going to start with this. How I would fight the tapir is I would give it a really big push okay. from the side uh-huh. and it would roll over um, and then it would probably break all its... It's getting quite graphic. <laughs> <laughs> it would, it would like, rather like break its rib cage and okay. things. Um, because you, once think, they're over, they can't get back up. Do you think um,
1: you could push a tapir over?
0: I think if I ran... <laughs>
1: And where were you going with the whole mating in me. the water thing? Where was that going? <laughs>
0: yes. Well, this was an example of how um, sort of clumsy they are and how I reckon I could push one over. Oh. Is because, um, yeah, an example would be is that one of the reason why our tapirs are in such a huge population um, decline is because they can only mate in our aguadas oh. um, because they're just... Yeah, they're too big, they're too chunky, and if they try to mate on land, typically they fall over and they break their ribs and they die.
1: Whoa. Um, oh.
0: So, this is where I was going. <laughs> I think no, it I, makes If I it got makes one sense. over...
2: You've really pulled this back. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. play. You've clawed that back. You've clawed victory <laughs> from the jaws of defeat there. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: But well, that's what I mean, so it, it's really... Um, you know it's it's, i think of a tapir falls it's really dangerous for it so if i could push it
1: i see over just a bit of tapir tipping and you're taking the victory over the tapir
0: yes yes
1: very good yeah
0: just to be very clear about that
2: (laughs) 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 holly thank you so much
0: thank you (laughs)
2: So, we've been here a few days, Yeah, we've joined a couple things, mm. not, you know, we kind of go off and do our own things here, we're not quite glued <laughs> at the hip. Yeah, it's not a clingy relationship. Exactly. But I just wanted to check in on kind of, have you seen anything mad, anything... Oh, I have seen anything mad. I mean, you've mentioned something you've seen to me, mm. which I always like it when, I mean, not to show off, but whatever, I always like it when we see or learn about animals we've never heard of before. Yeah.
1: A Tyra? A Tyra. What the hell was that? Yeah, this was really cool. So I was out with the the bird team. We were doing some mist netting, and we were down one of the transects. And one of the teachers that were here with the school groups had gone off to have a jungle wee. And we were sitting chatting at the station, waiting to check the nets again. She came back, and she said, there's a big mammal in a tree. Mm. I think it's a Tyra? Come and have a look at it. And then we all went running over. Well... And then we all went walking over. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there, just in the fork of this big tree in the middle of the jungle, you could just see it through the trees. There was a big hollow in this tree as well, this big hole. And sort of flopped over the fork with its head facing us was this, like, it looked like a small bear. Yeah. But what it actually is, is a large stoat. A large oh, weasel. So okay. it's it's a member of the mustelid family, like a souped-up pine martin, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of pine martins. The, like, uh, mm,
2: mm? no, got nothing. Ar- Arnold Schwarzenotter No.
1: Oh, I see what you're <laughs> doing, mustelids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not actually that bad, Arnold Schwarzenotter Yeah.
2: Hey, mm.
1: Yeah we'll come keep going we'll workshop it yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was basically it it looked more like a like a bear but it moved like a pine martin because then it came down off this tree and then it sort of lolloped off through the forest but yeah until that moment until she came back and said i've seen something that i think is a tyra i had never heard of a tyra no
2: the only tyra i knew of was tyra banks and i'm not even sure what she is <laughs> So. But I think we can rest assured she's not a mustelid. She was not in the tree at that moment.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was—I mean—that was amazing. Um, and then since then, I've seen—you know—your classic jungle stuff. We've seen parrots. We've seen toucans. Yep, we did. We tracked down those toucans making the call.
2: Yep, I'm just you, so everyone oh, knows. Oh
1: no! Come I, on. I found them. Come on. I found them. King of the birds here. <laughs> you next only to me. found them because I said over there there are some toucans calling. <laughs> doesn't matter (laughs) and then you did point them out i found them yeah there was a lot of searching and then roddy okay credit where credit's due roddy did actually get eyes on them first (laughs) Uh, what about you you seen anything um a lot of
2: bats i've been up with the bats the last few nights one of the very fun things here is so i'm sure when we talk to bat people they will be able to tell us much more about this but the you miss net bats like you miss net birds except at night Mm. and it's a little bit You know they get caught up they get tangled up so before they go they give them a little bit of sugar water to kind of set them off on their way and they there are insectivorous bats there are frugivorous bats eating fruit but there are also nectivorous bats here which eat nectar and they all get a little sip of sugar water from a syringe but when they catch a nectivorous bat because these bats have very long tongues evolved to get deep into the flowers, when they put the syringe up to them, suddenly... Whoop, <laughs> this sort of tongue shoots out of this tiny, tiny little bat and fills the whole syringe. Yeah. And it's just... You wouldn't think it was in the bat, frankly. <laughs> Where is it putting it? <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know the little squeezy toys that sort of you squeeze in a, like a... Or the, the party blowers that you blow in and... Yeah. And a whole thing shoots out. It's like that. It's but, like that. But bat... <laughs>
1: I tell you what actually one thing that neither of us saw that a lot of people did that I'm quite annoyed about is the tapir.
2: Yeah, there's another one that's been seen although this was actually before we were
1: even in Mexico so I can be less annoyed
2: but <laughs> people have seen a puma. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz we should say you know we're in an area where there are large mammals. Yep. Um and there are Not just us. <laughs> and there Cut are that <laughs> that's straight out you get rid of it <laughs> so we're in this area where there are some yeah pretty impressive large mammals you've got big cats you've got puma mm-hmm. you've got the one that everyone would love to see but we'll never see the jaguar yeah i
2: just want to let's pause on would love to see i would love to see the jaguar
1: mm.
2: i'm yet to work out the comfortable distance <laughs> that i would like to see a jaguar at yeah because like i said i've done a couple bad things pitch black you turn all your torches off you are yep. it is dark yeah it is nighttime yeah the darkest <laughs> of times <laughs> yeah and some cracking twigs i thought we had shine, not necessarily Ooh. jaguar but it was two drops of water but sort of <laughs> jaguar eye distance apart not that we thought it was
1: jaguar but you know large mammal it's very like as you walk through the transects and you're sort of looking into the forest you can you can picture those that spotted coat just like melting through the trees yeah and yeah it's it's pretty cool we have seen the, there's like gray foxes hanging around the camp yep speaking of like they're very nice mammals that we've seen they're very nice yeah i like them they are uh, imagine a fox make it gray and a sp- bit smaller bit smaller yeah, yeah yeah, Not lethal like a jaguar No um, But then oh, We've got a nice black-headed trogan Singing above us Okay Are we going to say the first podcast To have a uh, This is the, probably I'm going to stick my neck out And say this is the first podcast Ever to bring you a black-headed trogan Yeah Tip of the spear <laughs> And except he's shut up Except he's shut up Now that we've introduced him Come on Let's let's wait to see if he gives one more Before we move on No very shy of these birds um so then we yeah we've got the predators but then also on the way in when we were in the vehicle on the way down Mm -hmm. like people on the left side of it got to see a bloody tapir I know tapir was an animal that i thought was going to be i mean we've been to honduras Mm -hmm. and we've met a guy who did his phd Mm -hmm. studying tapirs (laughs) for like five years (laughs) and never saw a single one yeah and we were on a bus and
2: people on the left saw it, and <laughs> Just we were on the right. Just wallowing
1: in a pond. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got to fix that while we're here. We will. Yeah, we've got to see a tapir.
2: Got to see a tapir. Got to see a big cat from a reasonable distance. <laughs> there is, I'll tell you this. T- tell me. There's a bat here, which, oh my God, do I want to see.
1: I think I've heard about
2: this bat. It's called a false vampire bat. But it's the biggest bat in the Americas.
1: Yeah. And it is... It's a colossus. Yeah. It's huge, isn't it? It's huge. Do you know how big its wingspan is? Bigger than a bus. (laughs) From the
2: stories I've heard. Actually,
1: the wind has just got up, and we can't be sure that's not a single false vampire bat just leaving its roost. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But yeah, that is. If we're making like a big five,
2: that's in there. That's in there. That's in there. So, okay, yeah, big five of the forest
1: for our two weeks. Okay, tapir. Yep. False vampire back. False vampire. Um what about snakes? I'd quite like to see a coral
2: snake. Coral snake would be cool. Ferdalance.
1: lance would also be cool.
2: Yep. Okay, maybe the list diverge. Yeah, okay. Okay. So we've both got tape here, we've both got false vampire. I mean we've got Jaguar.
1: It's, but it's so unobtainable I'm, I'm, I'm
2: almost putting that I don't even it, want to put it on in its own yeah it's god tier isn't it that's yeah it's beyond god tier no, that's it's not
1: happening I, I yeah, appreciate that it's too out the, out the realms I'd like to see
2: I don't know what this animal is right I want to see an insane bug oh like it like a just miscellaneous bug yeah miscellaneous bonkers insect okay yeah that's a good. Uh, shit that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I'm already quite pleased. Just more by... eyes than legs, <laughs> but also more legs than eyes. What about spit bucket creature? Spit bucket creature is not insane enough. Okay, it was out. in a spit bucket. What a... I need needs to be hauled out of the earth. <laughs>
1: um, uh, I tell you what, I have liked actually just mm-hmm. being here, and you know, in the first couple of days, is um, just like the butterflies. Yeah, it's like being in a tropical house. Yeah. That's probably the most obvious statement I've ever said because <laughs> we're in a tropical rainforest. Yeah, But you've just got all these, literally the same species that you see if you go to like a tropical house in the UK, Yeah, just living their best lives in the wild.
2: They're very nice.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the butterflies.
2: Okay, I'd put butterflies on mine. They they can get folded in with insane insects. Oh, right. So I've got tapir. Yeah. I've got false vampire bat. I've got insane insect. Mm-hmm. I've got fur lance. And I've got got i need a bird on there
1: yeah i tell you what i tell you a good bird that we've had Mm -hmm. already we both saw it maybe the coolest name bird the bat falcon that's true we saw a bat falcon yeah just sat on the top of the antenna in camp
2: yeah bat falcon is good but apparently there are harpy eagles yeah I'm sure we're not going to see one.
1: Yeah, I, it is. I've, I've I've asked around about the harpy eagles, and the word on the street is that maybe like two have been seen at some point, and <laughs> therefore it's made it into the guidebook. Okay, I hate that street. So yeah, <laughs> I think we need to. I think we need to wind that in. Okay. Any last ones for your list? Um. Any last ones for my list? What we got? I tell you what. I'd like to see. You know, I've seen the tyra, but I'd like to see some more. Like a. I tell, I, I don't know how realistic this is as well but i'd like to see maybe some of the small like carnivores so you've got Mm. as well as your jaguar you've got ocelot yeah you've got margay yeah Yeah. you've got some of the small cats which are all beautifully spotted you've got things like jaguarundis here yeah you've got like i'd maybe like to see some of those obscure mammals
2: yeah they're great love them i'm just going to check my bird one because if harpy eagle is god tier Uh then I want to see a bird, and this is similar to my insect one, yeah. where I don't know what the bird is, mm-hmm. but I want to see one of those birds where the male, or female, but I'm going with male because they're birds, is insane. Mm-hmm. Like in a mist net where it's got a crest, a tail, like a big tail, 18 colours, yeah. one of those kind of birds. I can think of a few. Yeah. I'm not going to
1: tell you what they are, because yep. I hope that you may come face to face with them, but there are a few here that would tick your box,
2: yep. okay. I think. One of those birds that you're not going to tell me. An insane insect, a tapir, a lance, and the false vampire bat.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty solid list. Yeah. I'll go with that.
2: Nice. Okay. There's going to be fewer of these this season, I think, because we have so much to talk about for what's here. Mm -hmm. But we do still have some questions.
1: Oh, some listener questions. Some listener questions from
2: out and about. And I think this one is pretty fitting and this is from Sofkalu S-O-F-K-A-L-U on Instagram What animal would make the best
1: tour guide? Oh What animal would make the best tour guide? So And I should say
2: whilst Jack is thinking about this we're recording this after having been given a tour by a guide A very good tour A very good tour very
1: good tour she was excellent yeah shout out to holly shout out to holly excellent tour so what i'm going to think about is holly in animal form yeah which i'm gonna have to be quite careful about (laughs) (laughs) because we're still going to chat to her at some stage yeah um okay so qualities of a good tour guide um knowledgeable good communicator yes calm Yes Yeah Yeah. Engaging Mm. Keeps your attention Yeah
2: So How many tours have you Well not how many tours Have you been on in your
1: life But Other than Holly Any recent tour guides Any recent tour guides To compare with I don't think so I've given a lot of tours Mm. In my life That's true Like Hundreds Of tours I've given Oh because you used to work as I used to work as a tour guide Into the caves Yeah And then also do some tour guiding Around Sherwood Forest Do you think you're a better guide Than Holly she was pretty good she was very good I'm going to back myself but she was pretty good Mm. (laughs) okay so I think it's like it's almost like an animal you don't want to take your eyes off but then is it because it's an animal that also has to enrich the experience because if it's an animal you don't want to take your eyes off that's just like a one man show isn't it it's something that is there to heighten something else that you're looking at not to detract the attention from the thing that you're looking at but the charismatic spark to bring it to life. What, like a sort of animal glacé cherry? <laughs> yes, <laughs> on the top of the Bakewell Tart.
2: Of whichever <laughs> exhibit you may be yeah. visiting. Okay,
1: I think it's going to be a... Meerkat. Oh, okay. Yeah, love it. I can just see it already. I don't even think there's any explaining that needs to be done. But they're they are, you know, they're busying around, they're shuffling around. They stand up on their back legs when they need to get the group to come together. You know, like the tour guides that go around London or whatever with the umbrellas or the signs.
2: That's the bit I was thinking of. The stand up on the legs and kind of call to attention the little group. Yeah. But not in a showy way, necessarily, because it is literally to depart information. It's just a matter-of-fact way. It's just
1: uh, You know, There's a hawk coming, guys. Attention. Clear off. Yeah. Literally being like, attention, I have some information to pass. Yeah. In this case, we're all going to be killed by an eagle unless you get underground. (laughs) Or behold big ben yeah one of the two
2: (laughs) i like how we've jumped to the meerkat giving a tour of london yeah that's true when we're in the middle of the mexican jungle yeah and they're from the kalahari
1: yeah (laughs) but hey i think i think that's 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 the answer
2: okay nice yeah
1: And so finishes the second episode of How Many Geese? Mission Mexico. They said we couldn't do culture. They said we couldn't do history. Well, as long as there's chance to talk about letting blood from the end of your dick, we'll be there. A big thank you again to all of you for listening. Episode 1 was by far our biggest number of listeners ever on the first day of releasing an episode. So thank you all for your continued support. If you want to go and check out Operation Wallacea and find out more information about them, check them out in the link below. We'll be back next week when our Mexican adventure continues, with a bit more focus on those jungle mammals. But for now, I'll leave you with these funky jungle drums, and we'll see you next Tuesday.